a career is just a part of your life isn't it it's just something which you're doing for your own well-being it is not the be all of everything so if that is not helping in your well-being then it doesn't matter what career you choose it it will make no difference it's just a matter of time when you will start getting uh, the same kind of thoughts which you had earlier with your previous job you may shift into something else and again it's just a matter of time when those same cycles again happen so uh, so it's very very important that when we choose uh, especially uh, when we have youngsters and we choose uh, careers or when we choose path choose a path we always uh, keep this in mind because this is one of the reasons why people uh, have these midlife crises or they have all these uh, uh, you know indecision etc because if you constantly keep thinking what should i do to have this there are thousands of ways isn't it let's say if you want an x amount of money or whatever there are thousands of ways to do it you can become a businessman you can become an engineer you can become a doctor you can become a pilot you can become a lawyer now you will be constantly thinking oh what should i do which is better this is better or this is better or this pays well or this pays well or this pays well and you will be kind of confused right because you are constantly thinking which is good which is good which is good so instead of that if you just look at the reverse process and see okay this is how i want to be it doesn't matter what i am doing how i want to be is this so in yoga they say this is a very apt quote in yoga it says uh, it is said by krishna that first establish yourself in yoga and then act Namaste hello welcome to Prunership Diaries I'm Shweta your host for this show Each week I interview either solo pruners or entrepreneurs or mom pruners or side pruners from varied fields and expertise If starting a business is on your mind and you want to learn the nitty gritties of running a business or you want to become a solo pruner jump right in Let's explore the intricacies of taking charge of your own business Welcome to Prunership Diaries. Well, this is part two of the episode with Mukul Shaudhary. I know you did speak about Yogi Rave uh, from your perspective as a business perspective, but I want to understand, and of course, I'm sure the listeners out here would also be wanting to know: Could teaching yoga be lucrative? What is your perspective on imparting yoga to thousands of people and uh, yet trying to earn a means of living with yoga sessions? So. can this be a career choice that one can take what do you, what do you think what is your perspective on this see the thing is um, for most people when they make a career choice it's something which uh, they may be weighing uh, many concerns mm-hmm. especially uh, in india i would say for most of them the topmost factor while choosing a career could be you know you know what is the take home or so basically if you are looking at that then uh, you know this may not you know kind of fit the bill initially or you may it may not be a very natural choice if that is your aim mm. because uh, you can definitely um, do much better if you go the traditional route or, or whatever else or the chances may be uh, much higher you know mm-hmm. if you just go stick to the traditional disciplines of whether it's engineering or mba or or medicine or law or whatever else so uh, if that is the criteria which you're looking for in terms of a career then uh, that may not be a good criteria for you to look at something like this because uh, when it comes to yoga it's a very uh, subjective discipline hmm. when you're teaching yoga uh, the first thing uh, you know which you will look at is you will just see how much of that is reflecting in you right so when people are coming to you you may think that they are coming because of the poster or the website or this or that so they may come 
because of that initially yes you know if this is something uh, which is bringing them again and again it's not just that actually so they're just trying to see how much they connect with you you know they can see that seeking mm. you don't have to speak many words for that if you just come across someone even if as much as you listen to them for a few minutes you can really make out that is this something which they really care for is this something which they are willing to stake their life for which is something which they are trying to live and uh, it's not something which they're just talking so what happens is you can do something like let's say if you want to do a job even if it doesn't mean the world to you you can still do it you know and you can still be very successful you can still uh, you know rise in terms of uh, the corporate ladder though if you want to really do very well then again you need to have passion or you need to have that zeal or at least that commitment towards that or devotion towards that see anybody who wants to uh, do well unless they're devoted to whatever they're doing it doesn't happen you know correct but that's something which i'm talking about where you really become successful in that particular if you want to survive there are many ways to do that when it comes to yoga if you're just looking to uh, use this as a means of earning it's something which you will feel something is missing you know because this cannot be uh, just for that criteria it's not like a job as here if i if i have to uh, speak about this the kind of uh, uh, effort or uh, investment which is required in terms of time i'm definitely working much more than i was working in a job actually <laughs> so at least i was in a job it was just fixed hours and i was like you know free most of the time and now i would say uh, last 4 years there's not even been a single day when uh, i have uh, managed to finish whatever i have planned actually i mean whatever i have uh, you know in my list there's always every day i have more things to do than what i can manage to do constantly the only thing which i am running out of is time because there's so much to do if i just have enough time I, there's so much to do and i don't I really have enough time so i have to constantly keep cutting down on things i have to constantly see what can i manage what i cannot manage so in terms of effort there's so much more to do if you have to do something like this and still not get stressed about it uh, this is something which you should be deeply concerned about this is something which you should deeply care for only then you can step into this right so it is not the other way around where uh, you think that you will get something out of it and then you step into it and then so it's not that process you know so generally what happens is uh, how most people choose a career is it's like having doing and then finally being ah. you want to have this much amount of wealth or you want to have th- these kind of comforts or you want to have fame or you want to have xyz whatever it is you know those criteria so you want to have something so you think how can i have it if i want to have that i should do this maybe you want to do engineering or you want to do medicine or want you want to do law or you want to do civil services mm. or whatever else or you want to do business because you want to have that yes and when you do it finally you become that mm. so you become a lawyer or you become a doctor or you become a engineer or you become a ias officer or whatever else so this is the process right so you always start with what you want to have and then you think how can i have that i have to do this and then finally when you do that you become that so uh, this whole process has to reverse when we look at yoga we always say that you should start with being then doing and then finally having is a consequence so basically first you fix how do you want to be okay i want to be joyful i want to be peaceful uh, i want to see how i can be balanced when you work on that if that becomes your priority then you look at doing now when it comes to doing you always see what is something that you care for what is that something which resonates with you and which you feel is really needed to be done in the world yes 
what is that thing which you feel that is really missing and if you get involved in this or if you contribute it will make a big difference in the world what is that something which resonates with you or which you feel is really needed in this world it's not just your uh, fancy idea that you want to do something it's also what is really what the world is needing or what the world is actually longing for so it's according to the situation what is needed once you realize that this is what you want to do because this is what is needed then finally because you're doing that and you are in a certain way and uh, you are fulfilling a need or a demand so you finally get to have something and that could depend on social conditions and uh, situations you know so you may get to uh, you know have fame you may get to have a lot of money you may get to have a bungalow or you may get to have car or whatever else so that's a consequence of how people are benefiting from what you are offering now the advantage of this is that your inner situation is not hijacked by anything else because you already started by fixing that as a priority correct now whether you get to do this or now tomorrow you may have to do something else because the situation is different you you know this pandemic happened and it's ha- so happened that so many people they were not able to do what they were doing all the time and they just had to figure out some other alternative because it was not possible like let's say all the travel companies went bust because there was no travel people couldn't step out of their homes now if you think no i have to do only this then you are stuck right so basically doing and uh, finally getting to have is something it can change it can always change based on what's needed what's the situation but how you are within yourself that's something which should not be subject to that so uh, this is the advantage of looking at it in this particular way to choose something when you choose a path or when you choose a career it's if you choose in this particular way then this is the advantage uh, that whatever you do it's something which will always uh, you'll feel like you are on the right path you'll never feel that the career or the path which you have chosen is kind of hijacking how you are within yourself because it doesn't matter what career you have chosen at the end of the day uh, a career is just a part of your life isn't it it's just something which you are doing for your own well being it is not the be all of everything so if that is not helping in your well being then it doesn't matter what career you choose it it will make no difference it's just a matter of time when you will start getting uh, the same kind of thoughts which you had earlier with your previous job you may shift into something else and again it's just a matter of time when those same cycles again happen so uh, so it's very very important that when we choose uh, especially uh, when we have youngsters and we choose uh, careers or when we choose path choose a path we always uh, keep this in mind because this is one of the reasons why people uh, have these midlife crises or they have all these uh, uh, you know indecision etc because if you constantly keep thinking what should i do to have this there are thousands of ways isn't it let's say if you want an x amount of money or whatever there are thousands of ways to do it you can become a businessman you can become an engineer you can become a doctor you can become a pilot you can become a lawyer now you will be constantly thinking oh what should i do which is better this is better or this is better or this pays well or this pays well or this pays well and you will be kind of confused right because you are constantly thinking which is good which is good which is good so instead of that if you just look at the reverse process and see okay this is how i want to be it doesn't matter what i am doing how i want to be is this so in yoga they say this is a very apt quote in yoga it says uh, it is said by krishna that first establish yourself in yoga and then act it's it means that once this happens that you are established within yourself you, the how you want to be within yourself that is established let's say you want to be joyful peaceful balanced or whatever now whatever activity you do you take up whatever activity which you do 
it's like an expression of your nature and everything can become a way or a sadhana or it's like it can become like a tool for your expansion for your growth because now you are established within yourself and now you're not looking to derive something from that particular act it's not like that if if this i become a teacher because i want to get something out of it or i become an engineer because i want to get something out of it. what i want to get is within myself and that is anyway there and uh, now i'm just doing this because right now this is what is needed and which i feel i care for. if this separation or if this distinction is not there and uh, if you choose then doesn't matter what choice you make uh, right now you may think that uh, software is lucrative tomorrow you may think that analytics is lucrative day after you may think artificial intelligence is lucrative maybe a time comes when you feel low yoga is lucrative <laughs> but it won't make much difference in how you feel yes so that's what i'm trying to say because what is lucrative it can change based on market situations right because right now there's a lot of demand for this for engineers so you may think this is lucrative but uh, it doesn't matter which era you are in or which time you are in if decisions are made based on that it won't work for you internally so i learned this the hard way <laughs> because uh, i've uh, been in various fields and careers i would say started off with software and then right. i ventured into nose <laughs> something because like there's no career at all you know it's like i just volunteer and trying to do whatever is needed there kitchen work or cleaning or database entry or it or marketing or or you know on the ground support coordination music accounts i can tell you hundreds of things i just do whatever i was thrown into you know and that where i learned that how i do something is more important than what i do so once that was there uh, when as i said when i came back to bangalore it happened that i was thinking what should i do so that i can spend my time and my life doing something which i really feel is important because i felt that this is most important that people know how to live well because if they get everything else and if they don't know how to live well it's of no use so i should invest my time in that because i feel this is the most important thing which i learned so if i wanted to invest my time and energies i could have invested my time and energies in in a job i could invest in my time and energy in a business mm. if i was just looking to make money i could have invested my time in any of these things and they might have worked out much right but i was thinking that i want to invest my time and energies in something which i feel is really needed for the world and which i feel is most important so that's when i thought what should i do and then i felt that you know i should do the training and then take this up when i come from this particular perspective and i'm just seeing how i should offer myself and make this happen right then it's a very different thing whether it works financially or not or in however it works but uh, you know the way how i would be would be very different because now the way i am approaching it the way i am uh, looking at it the way i have uh, entered into this or the way I, why i have pursued this is coming from a very different uh, thought process and from process where it's more internally driven so when i started i never thought about uh, whether i will even be able to make my ends meet you know i always thought that okay as long as i am not dependent on somebody else if i can be independent and make it happen mm-hmm. at least for myself what i need to survive i can manage then at least that's a good start yeah. within a few months itself i was able to figure out you know how to manage that wasn't difficult for me because as i said it was always a question of learning from whatever i'm doing and seeing okay if this didn't work why it didn't work how i can make it work Correct. so i was constantly looking at this and then within a few months i was able to make it work where uh, the net flow was positive for me and, uh, and then it was started growing in that direction it was just a matter of time for me before i could make it work and make it
financially viable as well for me so much so that i didn't have to think oh should i do this or should i not do this will i really be able to sustain from this or not so now after that it's just a then it's a question of numbers you know what is enough for you and what is enough for someone else Correct. but uh, those things are secondary it always depends on how capable you are for example you know you may have done engineering from a top college but let's say you start your own company now how of these companies you know may become a google or a microsoft right. it's it's not just about your degree not just about your uh, the your certificate or whatever else it doesn't make any difference actually what really makes a difference is how capable you are how enthusiastic you are how committed you are to whatever you're doing and also what problem are you trying to solve so based on that you may find success in the world right uh, they make out of it it always depends on someone's capability a job you can always predict and say yeah okay on an average scale you may get this much yeah because you know you have graduated from let's say iit or you have graduated from nit or whatever so this is the average what people make so you may also get so that you can predict for something which is like that but suppose you want to set up something on your own right you can never predict that right nobody can say that okay if you set up a company today this is what you are going to make because when you starting something on uh, on your own there is uh, sky is the limit and you can, you know zero is the lower limit yes. you can you can even go minus actually people go bankrupt you know true you uh, you have you know these bankruptcy production laws right because a lot of companies go in the negative they borrow so much that they can't even return that yeah. so both these things are possible when you are an entrepreneurial journey so it's all up to you what you make out of it so nobody can predict and say oh okay if this person did this so you also can do this or it, this yeah. this is something because it all depends on the individual how the person is driven what is his capability and also where he is placed and what is the situation outside and uh, you know for example uh, right now there's a demand for yoga so you may do well but let's say a few years earlier uh, there were not many takers for yoga if you had set up an enterprise it wouldn't have done so well because there are not so many takers right or for example in the west right now it's become very commercialized so a lot of people are thinking of yoga as a career they want to make this happen you know as a way of earning but let's say if that changes then it may not happen so it also depends on the outside situations what's needed so i have to answer your question yes it can be can be financially very viable as well right because so many factors are involved but uh, but that's not the criteria for you to choose that as a career because it's not one of those yeah, fields where you can look at that and then decide that i want to venture because you may be disappointed but or if you are there for the right reasons and then you work towards it and then if you are in situations where whatever you are doing is really what is needed then uh, there is no limit you know you can always see what is uh, you know how to grow and in whichever way possible you can always grow so that's how i feel it so it is it is definitely possible for someone to make it work only if they are looking at it from the right perspective and not just because uh, oh someone did this so that that's why you know i am also doing this i also entered yeah. this like say it's like you know trying to follow in someone's footsteps without you having that same aspiration or you know going through the same process so that won't work when it's especially when it's when it comes to start doing something like this yes you always have to make your own journey and see what are the reasons which you are looking for what is your requirement what is it that you are longing for most important thing is not about making a career it's about making your life so whatever that is this is just a small part of it you know? it is a big part right now because you are spending more than half of your life doing that yes why it's important but otherwise it's it's something which is you are doing you are taking up for your own well being itself something that is the thing which needs to be kept in mind you know so whatever works for your well being it's good why there is no currency which will help you know <laughs> 
Absolutely. Um, well, thank you. I mean, that some valuable insights, which uh, I think all of us should, uh, you know, look into. And I really, really loved uh, the concept. I mean, of course, Sadhguru has also mentioned it. The bottom line being being, doing, and then having. That is something which all of us need to, you know, time and again uh, look into. Because even, even, you know, people who are into yoga and who are on the spiritual path, we might you know, forget now and then, but then uh, it's always a reminder. Yes. And of course, for people, uh, you know, who are wanting to get into yoga or who are wanting to become yoga teachers, I think this is something that re they really need to like look into themselves first and figure out why is it that they want to take up this as a career choice. Yeah, it was so beautifully put by you uh, in all aspects. So thank you for those pointers. Well, moving on, I want to ask you, why is it that the kind of food that we intake is, is equally important to, you know, probably whatever routines that we have, say like a yoga routine or any well-being routine or, or workout routine. So could you tell us also about your program, Ahar? Yes, over to you. When you're looking to grow within yourself and uh, when you're trying to see how you can use everything as an opportunity for your growth, then uh, it's like you're trying to make yourself a high performance engine if you have a bike rider mm -hmm. the difference between an ordinary person who's riding a bike and a bike rider is that the bike rider is constantly trying to get maximum throughput isn't it they are trying to see tweak even in the minutest possible way okay what should be the you know you know fuel how much should be the uh, tuning or this or that they are just trying to optimize every little thing in the bike right. so that you know it can run at its best mm -hmm. but a person who's just riding a bike you know they may not care so much about uh, you know uh, the mileage or uh, the yeah. cc or whatever else the throughput you know they're just like okay i have to go from this place to this place right as long as i'm able to do it in a decent mileage i'm good but a bike rider is a person who's racing. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get maximum throughput and he's looking at every possible parameter. Every possible parameter. If you've been following racing or F1 or something like that, Formula 1, etc., you will see that how those engineers are trying to fine-tune each and every aspect of the car. Every minute detail. So same thing with our body also. Mm -hmm. So if you are trying to become a yogi where you're trying to look at how you can uh, be the best version of yourself how you can be in yoga right. then every aspect of your body mind every aspect of your life is important mm. you have to pay attention to what you're eating you have to pay attention to how you're breathing you have to pay attention to how you're sitting yes. standing speaking every aspect is important not just food but suppose you just want to survive mm -hmm. then you can eat whatever you want you can sleep how much ever you want you can talk how much ever you want it doesn't make a big difference, you know, because anyway, you just want to survive. You want to just get through the day. So uh, assuming that people, when they are coming for our programs and they're aspiring to become yogis or they're aspiring to at least have an element of a yogi in their life, that is why we are offering programs where we look at food in depth. So this will be of uh, importance to only those people who are really looking at optimizing every aspect of their life. Right. For example, if you check some of these popular cricketers or other sports people you will see that it's not just about them playing their sport they pay so much attention to their fitness to their diet to their uh, yoga or meditation or whatever else their whole daily routine they pay equal importance to that isn't it haven't you noticed that you may have come across articles where they say 
what is uh, you know this cricketer's diet and if the cricketer says i'm eating only this i have become a vegan then everybody wants to do that and they spend so much amount of time in the gym or are working out or doing the drills and so many things and that translates into just you know that half an hour or two hours of action on the field but there's so much background work happening so same thing so just putting it in the same perspective if you are aspiring to become a yogi then obviously now you're putting so much of fuel into your system as food if you have to optimize it then you have to look at what you're eating how you're eating when you're eating everything has to be looked into detail yes so that's why we started offering this program called as ahar we look at diet in terms of what is really suitable for a system for someone who's longing to grow on the path of yoga for someone who's looking to have at least an element of being a yoga as part of their life right now we've seen that there's so much interest and people want to become like this yes so that's why there's so many people who are signing up and they're coming up and they want to learn about this so though we are telling them so many things which may sound difficult for a person who is uh, not at all interested in all these things not to eat this this is how you should eat you should avoid onion you should avoid garlic now uh, you may be thinking oh why should i just you know avoid all these things i can just eat whatever i want right so it's up to you it's it's just that when you're looking to grow in a certain path in a certain then everything becomes important not just about food but everything every aspect of your life becomes important so we do this program called ahar where we just focus on the food aspect we do also programs where we focus on all the aspects for example we do a program called as dwijas which is a program uh, which is uh, for meant for transforming a person completely okay and in that we look at every aspect which can influence a person right whether it's food or how they sit how they speak how they you know how they stand um, how they breathe mm-hmm. what kind of practices they do how is the thought process their attitudes everything makes a huge difference how they take a bath and you know what they wear when they sleep when they get up every 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 aspect of their life we look at in detail because yes if you're looking to grow if you're looking to transform then everything makes a difference so that's how our programs are designed so our all our programs are designed in such a way that it's it's just helping people so that at least an element of being a yogi becomes a part of their life now how far they want to go depending on that they can choose what kind of program they want to get into if they just want to work on their on the diet aspect if they want to learn how to eat healthy to eat right and to uh, cook healthy and uh, right as well if they want to incorporate healthy recipes in their life and make cooking and eating a joyful process a conscious process which can assist them in their spiritual journey then they usually come for the ahar program they start off with that okay there are some people who are wanting to take care of every aspect of their life and they really interested in seeing how they can grow in all these aspects yes so then usually they come for this dujas program where where they have where we look into all these aspects in detail we have a program where we just look into uh, you know like nature yoga and food and uh, just having a sense of exuberance and a sense of being a sport and play so we have programs like srishti which is like an introduction where people can have all these elements like they have some grasp about yoga about food and about being in touch with nature and just being uh, joyful and you know having a sense of play in whatever what work they are doing right so then we have programs like this so based on what people are looking for mm-hmm. 
we uh, have different kinds of programs which are designed for them and uh, they do yoga or not at least food they cannot live without that's why there's a lot of interest for food because <laughs> anybody eating if they only change the way they're eating and if they learn to eat right then that will be the starting point for them to take charge of their well-being right so we see a lot of people who start with food and they come for these food programs and then they get inspired to kind of get deeper into yoga and try to explore more aspects so uh, that's been working very well for people the journey starts with food <laughs> it can take you places actually wonderful uh, well i i do have a question on srishti but before that i uh, just want to understand so our session is for 2 2 to 3 days if i'm not wrong it's an online session uh, correct uh, since almost a year and a half yes we launched the online version of the ahar program initially we were just doing it in person programs like the offline programs in bangalore so then that used to be uh, for a few hours a day mm-hmm. we started with that and then after that we uh, moved on to an online version because we could reach people across the world so currently we have been just offering the online sessions once things uh, normalize we may start the offline sessions as well but currently we are doing the online program and we are doing it in a 3 day format where all for about 2 or 2 and a half hours per day so you have to join for 3 days and uh, anyone across the world can join and it's a live program so uh, i do the sessions live and we discuss Uh, so many aspects about food and cooking and uh, they also get to uh, try out they get a handbook where we provide them over 250 recipes they can try out their questions are answered and they get the necessary motivation and inspiration to implement these things because information is there very easily available see there's no lot of information actually we have made all the information available for free on our youtube channel okay so they just visit our youtube channel the yogire youtube channel you'll find a playlist called as agni series okay and in that we have uploaded almost all the information related to yogic diet for free so if someone just wants to start they can just see that playlist go through all those videos there are more than 35 videos uploaded and if they can implement that that's more than enough actually they don't even need to come for the program why we are doing programs is because Uh, we are using programs as a medium to inspire people to implement because see in this information age you know information is very very easily available the only issue is that people are not having uh, enough inspiration or having enough motivation to make this a reality in their life yes the best things may be there outside but if you are not able to make it a part of your life it's of no use there are thousands of videos even if you listen to one video of sadguru and you really implement it your life can transform you know looking at all the information but not doing any not implementing anything you may even watch 1000 videos but nothing may change you know so that's the reason why we are doing programs so that at least you know through a structured process through in through talks and interactions and uh, these aspects we can at least try and inspire people to make this a part of their life and we try to solve their challenges implementation challenges so that it becomes easy for them to make it a part of their life so this is where programs help so we see that a lot of people have all these little little roadblocks which may be stopping them from implementing something and if those can be solved if they can be inspired to break through that and if they can be inspired to kind of work towards it to strive to make it a part of their life then it you know it becomes a reality for them that's why we are doing programs you know 
So if just someone wants to start and get a f- idea, a hang about what what is this about, they can just go through the Agni series videos. Right. If they just search on YouTube for Agni series Yogire, they'll come across the playlist. They can go through that. And if they really feel inspired and they want to implement it and they need help, they can always come for a program, whichever program we do. They are, we have a variety of programs where we can support people in implementation and inspiration. So then they can take the next step and they can come for that. Beautiful. Well, thank you for that. And of course, for offering a variety of, uh, you know, workshops and sessions. And of course, uh, the free video content on YouTube as well. Well, my next question is on Srishti, uh, which you did speak about a while ago. So my question here is, uh, do you think it is important for children uh, to be taught yoga? from an early age and why do you think so and uh, could you of course tell us about the program Srishti uh, and, and if you could give us a glimpse about it. Unfortunately I wasn't exposed to yoga as a kid and uh, so I feel that uh, I missed out on a lot because uh, when I was exposed to yoga when uh, in 2008 I kind of realized that only if I had learned this earlier if only I really understood what yoga could do mm-hmm. Maybe I wouldn't have made uh, many decisions the way it turned out to be, you know. So I felt that it is very, very important because uh, the most important aspect is how one can take care of their own well-being, isn't it? Right. How uh, one can take care of their body, their mind, their emotions, their energies and use it in the best possible way. Mm-hmm. This grounding comes to you early on in your life. Won't it be helpful for everything that you do? So if that is the question, if that is the way you approach it, that I want to see that how I can live my life in the best possible way, then yoga should come very early into your life, not later on. When you're done with your life and you feel that way, uh, people think, oh, now I have earned enough. Now I should think about yoga. Then your body may not be supporting. True. may have already, uh, you know, many chronic ailments lined up. and We're having hospital bills running already. Then after that, even if you want to do yoga, you may not have the body to do yoga. So yoga should happen when you are alive, when you are young, when you are exuberant and when you have the energy and when you have the body and uh, necessary support to, uh, you know, to make it happen for yourself. Mm-hmm. So that's why you should start early. If, if there are parents, you know, they should, uh, they should definitely see how they can expose their children to yoga early on in their life. At least from the age of seven, they should be exposed. Mm-hmm. You know, because this is about enhancing your your own self. So it's a science to enhance one's own well-being, to see how to optimize it, to see how we can take it to its peak. So if you just look at it in that way, then it should come very early on in your life, not when you're done with life. Uh, we are trying to see how we can, uh, you know, inspire children as early on. So we do a lot of children's programs. And personally for me, why I connect with this a lot is because in my journey, for me, the turning point when I really uh, changed within myself was uh, was when I was offering one of these children's programs. Because what happened was, you know, when I was offering these children's programs and I was teaching uh, programs to adults as well. And there was a huge difference when I was teaching children. Because what I saw is that I was very much in control of the situation when I was doing an adult's program. And suddenly when I was doing programs with children, it felt like as if, you know, I've totally lost control. (laughs) Because uh, they are just in their own world and uh, irrespective of whatever you are, they really don't care a hoot and 
they are just doing their own thing and suddenly you feeling like as if you know things are not happening the way you want it to happen and things are going out of your control and then you frantically try to uh, try to stop them or try to police them and try to say okay no you do this you stop talking you stop shouting you stop doing this you stop doing that and you frantically trying to see how to bring the situation under your control and then that's where you realize that you have so much evolution to happen within yourself so to grow within yourself because uh, you are losing your uh, cool and you are just trying to make things happen frantically and how balanced you are is showing there clearly so that's what uh, was my experience as i started teaching children mm-hmm. then i realized uh, after some time that uh, initially i thought that it's them who need to change i need to change them you know i need to police them i need to make them disciplined or whatever then finally i realized when it was not working that it is not them it is about me who needs to change because the way i was responding to them was very different i was trying to react to everything and just trying to see how i can control the situation so when i just realized i stopped judging and i just started looking at myself and seeing that how can be balanced how i can respond to the situation rather than reacting to the situation yes so when that happened suddenly uh, it made me realize that i need to work on myself and there's nothing wrong with them and that uh, thing was like the turning point for me mm-hmm. that was when i really changed and after that suddenly being with them was a very different experience right. then they were doing the same old things but i was not getting perturbed i was not getting off balance i was just happily trying to see what i could do and laughing and still trying to make it happen and suddenly then i saw that everything was so much under my control without me desperately trying to control things it felt like as if things were still in control though it was going here and there but it felt like still you know you are in charge it's still not going out of your hands so after that i started enjoying doing more children's programs because i was able to work on this aspect after that it was like uh, so much fun for me you know because something which was a torture for me now it turned out to be a process where it was so much fun because i just changed the whole perspective i just thought that now i'm not labeling anyone as you know oh this is how they are i wish they could change or this or that i was just thinking it doesn't matter who comes i'm not looking at transforming them i'm just looking at offering myself in the best possible way yes so suddenly everything about the way i was offering changed and it became such a joyful process so since then i've been very fond of children's programs i've come up with many of these programs for children we started with day programs then we started residential programs where they stay with us for 3 to 5 days so uh, then when we started residential program that's how we came up with srishti so i was looking for a name for this residential program the concept of the program was we'll take them out in nature we'll go to a natural place we'll stay in a natural place right. where they understand the importance of being with nature where we can learn yoga together where we can eat healthy food yes so we learn how we should eat according to yoga so we learn about food and we also have a lot of fun by playing games and just being with each other so these were the aspects which we wanted to integrate into the program about nature about yoga about food and about play so then i was thinking of a name and then i thought about srishti because srishti is like about nature or about the universe or about creation and i felt that this name could kind of uh, fit the bill because what of what we were trying to do because we were looking at every aspect of nature or creation right not just about yoga not just about food or not just about this you're just looking at everything else in a holistic way whether it's the animals or insects or plants or trees around us or or life around us we were trying to see how we could be in sync or be in harmony with everything so that's why we choose places like this which are natural 
where we can be in touch with nature mm-hmm. where we understand that they are not the only life form on this planet there is so much importance you know which other life forms have and they also play an equally important role in making this creation sustainable yes to sustain this universe so this was the idea of doing the program so we named it srishti and uh, it turned out to be very popular because uh, they really liked this concept and we had so many kids coming and since then uh, it's been almost 3 years since we have been doing this program wow. we started doing it in the outskirts of bangalore we chose farms or uh, places which uh, you know where they could accommodate us and where they could prepare food according to what we wanted right and where there was enough space to go for treks or walks or just play games and just uh, you know uh, live a yogic lifestyle that's how we started uh, after that we have we have done more than 15 16 camps like this we stayed in bandipur also and uh, there we also went for safaris etc so like this we have done in numerous places in and around bangalore and even outside bangalore and actually i was also thinking of uh, even exploring other places like himalayas and even other places outside karnataka but right now because of the pandemic things are on hold yes <laughs> because of the situation outside we haven't been able to hold an offline program since almost uh, more than one year now yeah uh, that's why uh, we've been exploring the online version of shristi okay okay all right uh, since the pandemic we have been doing shristi online we teach them yogic practices online we speak to them about food mm-hmm. speak to them about nature and then we ask them to do these experiments at home and send us pictures or videos of them we have been trying to replicate that and that has also been very successful because we have had kids across the world join and they are just waiting so enthusiastically for the offline program right and uh, when can they really come and uh, meet so but even online we have been able to make a big impact uh, parents have shared that kids have started changing uh, the way they eat they have been eating fruits they have been eating vegetables they have been eating raw food wow and they are spending time in the soil by doing some gardening activity that's how they're in being that's with nature they're going out to lakes mountains treks etc instead of going to uh, you know fantasy parks etc wow and uh, they are also started doing yogic practices so it's possible to do this online at least to inspire children so that's how we have been doing the shristi online version and as things change we may we will be very happy to start the offline version as well so uh, it's a program very close to our heart because uh, it involves children and uh, we also started this version with adults so we had we did a couple of programs where family could join you know people could come along with their kids if they wish to or they could just come on their own it also went well there are a lot more requests we are planning to do more programs for adults as well similarly retreat programs like this yeah so that's why so we have a rich mix of programs the residential programs are more experiential in nature where they can even live these aspects they can live a yogic lifestyle for few days they can eat that kind of food and uh, stay in that atmosphere and naturally being in touch with all the elements is possibility so as a parent if parents are here they should definitely try to see if they haven't started they should see how they can make yoga a part of their life and if for them it becomes important then naturally they'll see how to impart this to the children as well yes they should see how children can be exposed to this early on if their children are not very interested in yoga then they should try these experiential camps these residential programs yes where at least they get a overall perspective and suddenly they may become more interested in yoga because now they have a good they had a good experience we have seen so many things so many cases like this 
they they came for a program where they had so many other fun elements and now they became more interested in yoga you know now uh, because what happens is uh, it's also about how they are learning it mm. uh, generally when they learn yoga in school they find it very boring so generally if if parents talk to them about yoga they say oh i'm not interested you know because they've had such a bad experience in school uh, you know the way they have been taught there's nothing which is uh, interesting in that and also the the way they have been taught so they don't associate it with something fun yes with something which is good for them true how the teacher is and how they interact with them and how they offer it and what kind of format they offer it all these things make a big difference for children yes, yes. in terms of how they really connect with it so it's very very important they learn it from the right source and they run it in the right atmosphere if that is offered early on in their life it can make a big difference in their life every aspect of their life can be enhanced whether it's academics the way they grow up the way they handle themselves the way how responsible they become and the decisions which they make uh, you'll see nowadays uh, children are making uh, decisions very early on in their life whenever i visit the ashram i see so many youngsters yeah <laughs> <laughs> so they're realizing very early on that what is most important for them you know yes so that's how it is it's so it should it should definitely be started early on i feel yes well thank you i mean of course for your initiatives and sessions again uh you know for talking to us about it asrishti uh, being one and i think i'm quite curious and also interested you know to of course experience srishti <laughs> uh, for adults which you were mentioning uh, probably in the near future once the you know the pandemic is through and you know we have the sessions going offline as well so i would i would be happy to participate in it yeah i wanted to also share with you uh, we are also doing uh... Uh, initiative for underprivileged children so uh, we st- started doing this because we saw there were a lot of uh, people especially kids and other sections of society who are missing out on our programs because they are not able to afford it so uh, we wanted to start something for them as well so i started this initiative called as agastya and uh, as you know agastya muni was one of the disciples of adi yogi shiva he was one of the seven disciples saptarishis yes he had a huge role to play especially in the south of india because it was because of his work that uh, yoga was uh, something which was resonating in each and every home in the south of deccan right right so he played a, a very important role so i want uh, name this after him so we started so that it becomes like yoga for all yeah so we started this initiative called zagastya where the idea was how we can offer yoga to these underprivileged sections so we wanted to make this also sustainable otherwise this will be something which you will do only on international yoga day or you know that's how most initiatives happen because what happens is on a certain day you want to do something for the society and then you step out and you volunteer and you offer and they enjoy on that particular day and after that they forget about it you know i know it doesn't happen again so we wanted to make it sustainable as for them and for us as well so we thought that we should design some program where it's not just for you know a one time offering where they learn something and after that they may not make it a part of their life but if suppose we are able to design something where this can become a part of their life and they can implement this so then we thought of a model and we started off with an orphanage in bangalore where we designed a model where it's free for them but somebody else sponsors it at a very nominal cost so that it becomes sustainable for us as well so that we can even scale it up as and when it grows so then uh, we came up with this model where someone can sponsor let's say if they want to sponsor one kid they can sponsor for inr 500 per year and as part of that we uh, take care of child and 
we offer about uh, four yoga sessions per year wow. and continual follow up like every time we do a yoga session then in let's say in that particular orphanage then after that we assign someone who is there to kind of continuously send us updates whether it's happening as part of the daily schedule okay. so first of all before we start itself we discuss with them and we say see we'll offer it to you for free but someone is sponsoring it so we would want certain updates and commitment from your end that you make it a part of your of the daily schedule and then you keep sending us updates whether they are practicing or not and and then every 3 months we land up there and we correct them we try to teach them something new we see how they are doing we do course corrections so like this in just about 3 4 interventions a year we can ensure that they are practicing for the rest of the year so that was the kind of model which we came up with and we saw that it was successful because that orphanage where they were not practicing yoga on a regular basis suddenly after this initiative they started making this a part of their daily life the caretakers were very happy with it and it's still going on wow. it's been almost one and a half years now it's still happening there so then we tried to scale it up and we did in some few other places government schools then even a center for special children mm-hmm. in karnataka and bellary district we did it there also Right. so these special kids there were different kinds of disabilities or you know they were specially abled if i have to put it in a uh, more appropriate way so uh, some of them are autistic or some of them are having uh, some other concerns irrespective of that we try to see what best we could offer them mm. and how they can make this a part of their life so we designed a program for them and we offered it to them so like this we have been growing in that project so we are always looking for people who want to support this if they wish to sponsor they can do that if they want to do it on a corporate level they can take it up and they can help us with that and also we are looking for committed organizations who would like to implement this in their own in in their place for example if there's an orphanage or if an underprivileged center or or a school for specially abled children or something uh, you know a school for the blind or whatever else if there is a center which needs help and if they are interested in starting this initiative in their particular organization or campus yes and they can uh, get in touch with us and we can see if it is possible to design a program for them and to organize a program for them the only commitment which we need is that whatever they learn it should be a part of their daily schedule you know that's how they will see an impact and it shouldn't be something which they just do it once in a while yes so we want to make sure that wherever we offer this we create a certain impact it makes a difference for them you know and uh, this difference even the sponsors can see because if they are contributed at least they can help in contributing something to enrich someone's life to make yoga a part of someone else's life so that's how we have designed that initiative and uh, we'll be uh, happy if someone wishes to support us in taking this right now because of the pandemic uh, we've kind of been uh, slowed down in this particular initiative because most of the places we were doing offline classes correct because of the pandemic uh, many of them have been uh, have gone back home like in orphanages or mm. these schools etc so these government schools are not running right now most of them are having uh, just starting with classes slowly so because of that we have kind of we have been held back uh, in many ways because of the pandemic right but as things improve the organizations have the Uh, capacity to do online classes we can even start with that so that's also a possibility so either online or even offline if it's possible we would be happy to uh, 
you know work with such organizations so uh, if if someone is interested and they have something in mind like this they can always get in touch with us or they can even volunteer in some capacity for example in reaching out to more people right or supporting us on this project by content creation or whatever else you know anyone is interested they can reach out to us you know by visiting our website they'll see a project called as agastya and then they can fill up that form in which your capacity they would like to help all right that's wonderful i mean that's some commendable job out there and uh, i just hope the listeners uh, would take part in uh, these initiatives or the sessions in whatever way possible and i hope more and more people join in um so thank you for offering so many varieties uh, for adults as well as children right up uh, so i i just have final two questions one is with respect to the pandemic as you were saying like you know you were doing offline sessions but then considering the pandemic you have brought it online so i want to know f- uh, from the business aspect what were the positive and negative way the pandemic has impacted your business or your initiatives uh, so was it good uh or was it you know something a negative where we could not reach out to more people if you could tell us in a nutshell as i said even earlier i mean i've always been looking at situations even if they are challenging as a way to grow you know yes. we can look at what we can make out of this you know and how we can use this for our growth right same similarly this also was a very challenging situation because we were doing only offline programs pandemic hit and we were just doing ahar program online okay so that also was not not on a large scale we used to do programs once in a while once in two months or so we used to have about 5 30 people in coming in right and most of the programs were offline mm. so that was how the situation was okay and suddenly when this happened we were kind of lost thinking you know what will happen so now uh, at isha uh, we don't have permission to do all the programs online only certain things are allowed online because uh, sadguru has that certain practices are very uh, uh, it's very important that it's offered in person right. in a certain atmosphere yes otherwise it won't have an impact mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's not like many other institutes where they are made available all the deepest forms of yoga or all the asanas or all the practices available online so there are many uh, rules and uh, regulations regarding what can be offered online what cannot be offered uh, online etc came as a shock for many people that now they are not able to do what they were doing and we were kind of lost for some time thinking <laughs> yes well, how to still kind of carry on with this particular way right. where we are restricted to a lot, to a huge extent because 95% of your programs when it's offline and then suddenly you have to stop it took me some time to kind of uh, look at it and still see that okay let's look at this as an opportunity because until that point of time we were only doing programs for people in and around bangalore and and though we had built a network mm-hmm. which was worldwide i mean there were people following us from across the world so we could only do programs with those people who are around bangalore because we were doing offline programs so we were restricted in that sense uh, if you look at it because of the offline thing we were restricted that we were only accessing a certain geography yes and it's not very easy to access different other geographies because then you have to travel you have to set up you have to get people on those places it's not very easily scalable unless you have more people to support you except and i've been running it as like a solopreneur you know just trying to do things on my own and trying to use and get help wherever possible either freelancers or volunteers or something which is on a temporary basis you know not i don't have any permanent people around. so uh, that's how it was i just thought that maybe this is an opportunity to reach out to people who have been following us and we haven't been able to reach so that was a time when isha also released some guidelines saying that a few things can be offered online mm-hmm. 
know upa yoga sessions food sessions uh, you know and sessions with kids where they are teaching upa yoga practices and talking about food etc yes and certain meditations a small part of their offering they made it available online also so that is when i thought that you know i should see what i can do best with whatever is available instead of kind of grumbling about the situation and thinking that yeah. you know i'm completely lost and what to do i thought let's make best use of this so that is when i just thought about uh, uh, ramping up the ahar program right now we can reach more people and then I, that was when i actually thought about uh, uh, seeing how we can get more people for the ahar program and then since it was a online program we were able to reach people across the world and since food was something as i said people are really interested in so we were able to get more people and suddenly you know we were even able to cross more than 50 people in our programs which never happened because all our offline programs were about 15 20 25 30 max wow. now because of this online not having a limitation in terms of number at least we could scale up easily if we wanted to because anyway we are using zoom or whatever else uh, you can always uh, you know be in the same place and still manage yes and you know reaching out to a bigger number so that's how then the number started increasing because we started pro- online programs and also because our audience was anywhere there yeah and it's just that now they had an option to be a part of our programs so and and it was most needed also because during the pandemic everybody was looking for healthy options you know how to eat healthy how to uh, you know how to do yoga how to do meditation so that's why actually it kind of fell in place mm-hmm. so actually it turned out to be a blessing in disguise because of the demand for yoga increasing because more and more people had more time on their hands they couldn't complain about not having time and uh, you know they had all the time necessary to focus on their well being yes and now it was online and they could spend time you know being in front of the system and still grow so because of all these things uh, actually a network increased so then after that i also thought about doing the srishti program online anyway uh, it was doing so well offline so i thought maybe i should launch an online version of it. even in the first program i think we had more than 100 kids joining from across the world oh wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah so then uh, we were able to cater to them then we did many such programs so that we have been continuing doing these srishti programs online the ahar program online then actually after that after a few months i came up with a newer program which was called as dujas yes where i thought i'll speak about all the aspects related to one's well being and also i'll start that early morning during brahma muhurta oh wow there's a certain timing uh, in yoga we say which is very conducive for yogic practices train uh, you know 3:40 am to 4 am so we thought we'll design a program so that people can get up during that time and make use of that time so we launched a program where it starts from 3:30 am to 4:30 am in the morning it was like a crazy idea because nobody thinks of doing a program so early but uh, pandemic makes you do, do all such crazy things you know so true so i thought let me try with doing this program because even i thought that i should know if i could get up early at least because of the program <laughs> yes there be so many other people who would also want want to get up early and make use of that time because if they only manage to do one thing which is get up early then they only have so much time on their hands we launched this program which is dujas starting at brahmamurtham and to my surprise we had more than 150 people or something so that's how it's been it is for us always looking at, at things as an opportunity to enhance ourselves yes to see what's needed okay right now this is the situation we are in this is what people need can we do something so like this we have come up with more offerings and just a uh, you know, few days before i announced two more new programs oh wow uh, we want to start hindi programs also online 
and want to start another program to have a group of spiritual seekers and to constantly support them to learn from each other we had uh, we named the program as sangha like this uh, we have come up with different offerings even this time which was supposed to be a very hard time you know in this time we could use to grow you know it's not something which kind of paralyzed us or you know made us uh, stop doing whatever we were doing it actually helped us to uh, reach out to people at the time when they needed this the most yes in ways in which they could access and we are continuing to do that even now we are continuing to come up with more newer offerings where uh, they can be online and they can learn and even when we start our offline programs we are not going to stop most of our online programs because there are constant demand for it you know almost like every few months i am doing this ahar program we have one starting in the, in a few days time so uh, we keep on doing these ahar programs this shishti program the dujas program and even other offerings which we are trying to do right so in one way it has helped us come up with stuff which we wouldn't have normally come out with yes <laughs> if it was not for the pandemic we wouldn't have come out with uh, these kind of programs so in one way it's a blessing because now that this has happened now we know that we can even continue with this and we can we have reached out to a newer audience we have reached out suddenly our scale has become from local to global you know just being same place we are able to uh, reach out to people across the world so everything every cloud has a silver lining as they say you know it's just about how you look at it and whether you look at it as a hurdle or whether you look at it as a possibility that's the only difference actually true <laughs> that's beautiful and i was just about to say the same you know every cloud is a silver lining yeah whether it is rain or shine i think it's just how you want to uh, make use of the resources at hand and you know whatever opportunity uh, is out there i think just making use of it and providing uh, something which is of beneficial to people yeah yes i mean you are of course a testament of that <laughs> during the pandemic and of course otherwise as well i think it's just beautiful that um, again time and again i've been saying this that it's just so nice that um, it's been like a gamut of uh, sessions and workshops that you're providing out to people and of course putting out that essence of yoga in many of you know thousands of people's lives uh, so that's really wonderful well lastly my last question uh, for today is um, during the pandemic as you clearly mentioned you know well-being was of utmost importance and people wanted to learn about of course food or well-being or uh, you know a whole lot of things related to yoga uh, but i want to know what do you indulge in uh, of course you do the yoga i know that uh, but is there anything that uh, you know you indulge in apart from yoga is there anything else that we do not know <laughs> that uh, mukul does apart from yoga See, the thing is uh, uh, i am interested in a lot of things actually it's uh, it's just a matter of uh, whether i am able to uh, get that time to do all these things yes. my whole life revolves around yoga and for me it's it's like you know using every situation yes as a means for my growth and as a sadhana as i say so it's like a tool you know for me but apart from uh, doing my practices my yogic practices i'm really uh, interested in uh, uh, traveling in uh, exploring newer places especially the mountains i have love for mountains actually so uh, if if i have the space i would like to you know every few months just uh, go off to some place like the mountains and spend time over there in nature i also um, uh, love music you know i've always been wanting to learn something like the guitar or drums or even carnatic stuff and uh, it's just that you know i've not been able to take out time much Uh, to pursue these other interests but i am really interested it's just that i have not been able to take out much time because uh, because of the stuff which i have taken up really uh, takes so much effort and time because there's uh, so much to do always as i said there's always more to do than i can manage so time is always a challenge so i've uh, really interested in music 
in travel mm-hmm. also love watching movies i would love go out and you know especially uh, try out uh, different kinds of uh, new places if i'm in bangalore i usually tend to go to different places to eat out with friends so there are many th- uh, things which i would like to spend uh, more time on and uh, it's not that you know i'm not interested in any of these things and uh, i also like to spend enough time on the pursuing these aspects so i'm just trying to see wherever i can get time and trying to uh, manage whatever i can manage with my schedules usually spend uh, let's say about a few months teaching programs and then after that for a month or two i usually don't teach and that's when i uh, usually go off either i'm uh, traveling to a new place or uh, most of the time i'm going to the ashram the isha yoga center and spending time there because usually i like to take off at least 7 days once in 3 months for silence right where i'm not doing any activity and i'm just in silence and i feel has made a huge impact in terms of how i am within myself it allows me the space to uh, look within myself to evolve take certain patterns which i have gotten into if, if it's compulsive and to again start afresh so i usually spend time with that i all i see if i can travel to a new place last few years i visited the kailash mountain range wow. kailash and mansavar i went there that was one of the uh, turning points for me just being in that place i visited ladakh and uh, i had been to rajasthan i had been to andamans so uh, all these places you know though they are different nature but each of them uh, left a very different kind of impact on me so i would i love to spend more time on that if i can so usually once i am done with programs for 2 3 months then i try to take off a few months and then try to pursue these activities where i can spend more time doing this stuff that's how i've been trying to do manage stuff try to do things continuously for a while programs and then take off a few months and then pursue other stuff and uh, that's how it is <laughs> but definitely i would like to spend more time if i can manage if i become a little more organized if i am able to manage my time a little better and if i am get able to get more help then i like to spend more time and uh, i would like to uh, you know see if i can learn some music try to play the guitar the drums or carnatic or just spend some time more time you know exploring this because uh, music by itself is the world by world on zone you know like it's nice to come out of your comfort zone yes. and experiment with something because uh, you don't know what can work for you you know Some, sometimes when you do things which are completely unrelated that is when actually it opens up things within you yes and then you realize you know there's so much to explore so that's how it is you know so i would definitely uh, love to see if i can uh, explore so many other aspects as well in respect of whatever i do the head of the arrow has always been uh, you know yoga where because how i am within myself that's something which is more important than anything else rest everything revolves around it you know yes whether i am doing this activity or that activity today i am you know uh, running yogire maybe a few years down the line i may not be doing this. i may be just volunteering in the yoga center right. full time or i may be doing something else so that doesn't make a difference right because at the end of the day it's not that i have left pursuing what i am doing so that is the most important a few years before i was volunteering now i am doing this yeah maybe a few years down the line i am doing something else but even earlier my seeking didn't change and even now it's not changed and that's what i would not want to change even further down so that's something which remains the constant and rest everything whatever happens based on the situations that's something i am okay with it you know so uh, whatever uh, is external you know so that's something uh, based on the situation based on the needs based on uh, what is needed 
you can always take that up because spirituality is not about what you do on the outside some people think that spirituality means you should live a different life you kind of leave uh, things which most people normally think is life and you should do something else uh, that's not sp- what spirituality is because spirituality means something which is internal how you are within yourself it means accessing a dimension which is beyond the physical yes so for that what you do on the outside is not a impediment it is something which you can decide based on what is your need what is your choice and what you can handle it may help you it may support you or it can become an impediment for you only if you look at it that way but it is not something which is directly impacting you your spirituality right so if you look at sadguru he is like doing every possible thing which most people are doing and still yes the way he is living himself is very different right true so he is like a living example to show that you can do whatever you want to do on the outside you don't need to do leave anything you don't need to sacrifice anything or do you don't need to do anything different right. to be spiritual it's just that how you approach it how you are within yourself that changes so that's something which i always try to keep in mind that this is not a disability yeah. your spiritual path is not a disability it's not something which means that you are doing living living an abnormal life whether you want to do things which people are doing normally doing that's up to you if you choose to do it then uh, or if you don't if you choose not to do it it doesn't mean that you know uh, that has anything to do with spirituality as a whole you know it just is something which is your individual choice can be helpful for you it probably you are doing it you feel that it's not needed for you or not doing it but that doesn't mean that that is what defines spiritual spirituality or that is what defines a spiritual person anybody can do anything what they want and still be spiritual if they wish to so it's not a disability you know it's not something where you are bracketed as a, an odd person <laughs> that's not it you, know? you can do whatever cycle you want to do and still be spiritual <laughs> yes no yeah so truly said i mean so well said of course i mean you can be doing anything you can be on an adventure or you can be a dancer or you can you know be in one of the uh, probably an ias officer i mean you can be anything i think spirituality is all about something as you clearly mentioned it's something to do with yourself your inner self and working towards it uh, no matter the external situation God, that's what it is thankful that uh, you know you brought out all of these aspects of course stressed upon the most important thing uh, which i really wanted to uh, you know put across is uh, spirituality is of course not a, dis- a disability it's not something that uh, you are on and you have to get away from uh, the usual workings of life you know which most people think so it's not that it's of course getting to know yourself better and of course so that you can function better and put out amazing things which could be of beneficial uh, value to others so that's what it is and and uh before we end i just have a very small section is going to be just a rapid fire it's just five questions so we can take about five minutes uh, so it's going to be quick so yeah i think i am interested to uh, to shoot you with those questions so are you ready you can fire me i would i'll fire slowly <laughs> okay <laughs> the yogi way yes <laughs> my first question is um so what is your ikigai I think I already know the answer to it but yes uh, what is your ikigai uh, so ikigai is nothing but the reason for your being uh, so what is that one thing uh, that you would do on any given day no matter what is happening around the world you know the answer <laughs> it has to be yoga <laughs> yes because the situation somehow make it happen you know <laughs> absolutely all right um okay my second question Okay it can be any of these uh, so any person who inspires you or uh, you can talk about any book which has inspired you 
So a person or a book. You can choose any. Person anyway, you know. <laughs> yes, I do. Sadhguru it is. <laughs> book, I don't think anything has inspired because I've read many books. I always see that uh, inspiration is always short-lived, you know. You always uh, read a book and then you feel that, uh, yeah, you want to take some action. And then after a few weeks, it kind of, you know, dilutes. It's kind of fades off. Right. So I've never really been uh, inspired to take any life transforming action by reading a book. So it has always been uh, just uh, seeing uh, live examples. You know, if I see a living example of a book, it's much better than reading a book. You know, <laughs> wonderful. Because whatever I thought about how a person should be, and uh, I had read books about it, and but here was a person who was living it. You know, who is a kind of uh, an example of how things should be. And he's constantly trying to showcase that uh, this is what it is. You know, yoga is not about a philosophy or a science or something which is there in the textbooks, but it's something which you can live. Right. So just seeing a person like this yeah. in person, this itself is like the biggest inspiration that, oh, something like this is possible. It is definitely possible. If it was just in textbooks, I would have read maybe about Swami Vivekananda or Paramansa or someone else like that. Else, it would, you would have felt like, yeah, those people were like that. Krishna was like this, but now you see a person in front of you who's like this, so you cannot make excuses and think, oh, it's not possible. Right. You are a living example, so this itself is a huge blessing, you know, to have someone where uh, they're showing you because the rest, everything is something which is there in textbooks. You know, you have read about so many people, successful people. Right. So uh, I've seen, I've read, I've read about many successful people as well. Mm-hmm. But if they are not a success overall if it's if it's mostly when you say brand people are successful you usually talk about the monetary aspect they've either made big companies or this or that but you have seen many of these people even go bust after Sunday yes now, this is what is really lasting it's like how you are within yourself and uh, if you have you know found light within yourself that is something which is which is uh, not just for this generation, but for many generations to come, you still remember, right? So that is where I felt most inspired. With. Okay, a perfect answer. <laughs> All right. Uh, so my third question is, hypothetically, if you turn out to be the richest person in the world tomorrow, what would you like to do? Or would you continue to do what you're already doing? Even if it happens so that <laughs> I happen to be the richest person, uh, yeah, I would still continue to do whatever I'm doing right now. Uh, this is something which, as I said, I chose because I felt that this is something which is needed, right? Just that I may be doing something in a different capacity, that's all. And right now, uh, I'm doing something which is related to yoga where I'm running this. Right. I would be doing something else, but still I would continue doing something related to yoga. I would still want to spend my life and energies in that direction because I feel this is what is most needed. So maybe what I'm offering, the way I'm offering or... In terms of what I'm offering, can uh, it could be in different ways. So that could change. But uh, in terms of where I would like to spend my time and energies on, I would still like to focus on seeing whatever I can do to, uh, to enhance or to uh, see how consciousness can improve. Right. How we can make people more conscious. And whatever I can do and to contribute towards that, yes. I would still like to do. It's not just not about yoga, you know. It's because yoga is not about just a practice. It's about everything. It's about anything which you take up, the way you approach it, the way you do it. So it doesn't matter what happens on the outside, if in terms of money, if you're asking, 
so uh, if that happens also the focus won't change it's just that uh, maybe uh, what i'm doing uh, i may do it little differently maybe i'll have uh, uh, many more people to help or i'll have probably i won't be even doing uh, any of this and i'll be just <laughs> just closing my eyes and sitting and not doing any activity <laughs> that is also possible if i want to do that even now if i want to i can if i want to stop teaching i can stop teaching and i just do that i don't have any big requirements you know? right yeah maybe uh, hypothetically if that happens that could be much more near a poss- possibility <laughs> if that happens yes wow <laughs> all right okay i want to know the answer to this uh, so do you have any desire apart from imparting yoga to many a people i don't know actually desire actually i did think about this and i felt that one of the things which i want to do was uh, if this is possible i want to see if i can visit many places in the world you know wow so i wanted to explore many more places because whenever i have gone to a new place i've seen that it has opened up something within me yes something uh, you know i always feel that uh, just exploring or traveling to new places kind of uh, brings forth certain aspects something within me changes or it gives a different perspective right so i've been thinking of this that maybe i should uh, come up with some uh, way in which i can uh, you know uh, maybe uh, go around different places and visit different places in the world and as uh, and also see if i can teach maybe i should see uh, how to make it sustainable that's why i'm saying i may need to teach yes because otherwise uh, where to get the funds to <laughs> go to different places right probably i have to see how to make it sustainable so that uh, even if i am traveling to different places and uh, uh, you know visiting different countries let's say if i happen to visit that country and if i teach a few programs yeah i can cover my costs and that way it can be sustainable so i am thinking maybe uh, not a burning desire but maybe yeah that that happens it would be nice actually if i can make that happen it will be it will be definitely something which will be enhancing and uh, which i can also see and explore and see the different types because it just really amazes me that there's so much to learn you know even in india every region has a different kind of cuisine the people the language and this and that so it's such a variety which exists that it can only enhance you it can only enrich you and can make you more uh, encompassing if you just uh, try to imbibe these things so i was thinking that maybe uh, this is something i should try to see if i can plus that would also be an opportunity for me to explore the different kinds of spaces people have built because there are really some magnificent places in yes. terms of architecture in terms of its natural beauty in terms of its atmosphere so yeah i've been thinking maybe that is one desire <laughs> wow that's wonderful and such an interesting one uh, so i hope you get to do that <laughs> quite soon and shortly and of course make it as you as you were mentioning sustainable as well all right um so moving on what is your definition of success i i don't know if i should have have a definition for that <laughs> okay as long as you are doing something which is impacting people's lives positively if it's something which people are mentioning that this is something which is touching us your work is really impacting us your time your energies is is, is really impacting our life yeah. then i would say that there is some element of success in what you're doing and also if you are able to see if how you can if your life itself 
is uh, a process where you are constantly growing within yourself if both these things are happening i feel that's a great recipe for success because to be in a place where you are constantly growing within yourself you are seeing how to enhance yourself and also that you are able to positively influence or at least impact other people's lives your work your energies your time is making a significant difference in other people's lives then that is a huge uh, uh, you know i would say that is a huge success because that is what is really most needed right that that whatever time you have in on this planet yes. are you able to use it for your well-being and for others well-being is uh, because that's the only thing which you have time and is this time being utilized for your well-being and for others well-being yes. and if not you but they are saying that yes it is helping then uh, that's like a a figure which you can think whether it's successful or not because you may think you are successful because you have made a lot of money or you have set up a few companies or did this or did that so that can still be impacting people if if that's what people are saying that yes your work your presence has really touched us has impacted us and there's no better thing than that you know where you can be a part of this trying to uh, help people in uh, in whatever they're looking for in trying to enhance their lives and also to see how you can grow so that is the ultimate you know, success which one can aim for i feel that doing both these things to uh, positively impact impact someone else and also to see how you can use your time to the best possible way you know in the best possible way yes beautiful <laughs> thank you for that okay one last thing uh so what is one takeaway uh, that you want to give the audience any last few words or a tip or a lesson this is for listeners or uh, the audience who are uh, you know new pruners who want to you know take on this entrepreneurial journey or who are ones or the ones who are already on this journey and who want to scale their business uh, so from your perspective as a solo pruner so what would you like to tell them see one of the most important things which i have learned and uh, which i felt uh, is something which helped me navigate and which is continuing to help me navigate is as uh, a single thing of uh, looking at every situation as a stepping stone or an opportunity for you to grow initially what happened for me was i was looking at every challenge which came my way as an obstacle so uh, as an entrepreneur you will see that you will come across many many different challenges right it could be in terms of finance it could be in terms of people and it could be in terms of family support so many things so you will keep coming up with so many challenges right if you look at each of them as a problem or something which is obstructing you then it's very difficult for you to find a solution it may be something which will pull you down so initially when i started off on the spiritual path i saw that i was looking at many things as an obstacle if parents were not supporting i was looking at as an obstacle if things are happening the way i wanted to happen i was looking at oh this is also stopping me from my growth and that was kind of pulling me down because i was trying to desperately change situations and make it conducive then i realized this and then i saw that uh, one thing journey to change is now and i need to look at every situation as an opportunity and not as a challenge and and not as an obstacle i just look i need to look at it as another situation right whether it is uh, how i make use of it is entirely up to me and not label it as something which is uh, which is obstructing me so the moment i realized this and i changed that i saw that the situations outside though it were though it was challenging 
the way I was responding to it changed drastically. Now suddenly I was put in the same situations, but now I was making something else out of it. So just like I was giving you an example of the pandemic, instead of getting uh, all worked up and thinking, oh, it's all over or what is this? Why did this happen? Trying to tear my hair in frustration. I just saw, okay, this is what the situation is and what can I do best? How to look at this as an opportunity? So this same thing I have applied in every aspect of my life because I've come across so many challenges and I constantly keep on you know, going through so many challenges, especially in terms of family. There have been, my parents have been unwell and so many kind of challenging situations have happened in terms of family front. And it's never been easy to handle. And initially I used to feel that's an obstacle. And I never got the energy to solve it, you know, because of that. But now when I just look at everything as an opportunity, okay, I think maybe this is a way for me to become more stronger spiritually and this is for me to continue to do whatever I'm doing irrespective of all these outside situations. So I look at it in that way. When I come across a very difficult situation, I look at it, okay, if I can go through this difficult situation and still continue to do whatever I'm doing, then that's amazing. That means I've really grown, you know. Yes. So uh, last few months, you know, uh, it so happened that you know uh, they were tried they were very testing times at home um, uh, my mother was diagnosed with cancer i had to visit the hospital almost 30 40 times and i also happened to catch the virus because of one of those visits i guess and uh, so many uh, testing situations happened but irrespective of that i didn't look at it as you know something which is pulling me down or something which i was trying to resist i was just thinking okay this is another situation i need to handle how can i handle it and use it for my growth you know so when i look at it that way i'm going through very difficult situations but it is not leaving me wounded and this is the biggest learning which i feel is someone can if they can try to implement this is one small thing which can really change every aspect of their life if they just see every situation as a way of enhancing themselves rather than labeling it as an obstacle or or trying to resist it then you will see every situation even if it's the most difficult situation it is actually something which will help you in your growth. Yes. And that is, I feel, is the most important even for a person who's looking to be on the entrepreneurial path. Because one thing which will be a constant on this path is challenges. It doesn't matter which path, which field you choose, but any person who steps onto this uh, path, it's like a you know path where you're constantly embracing challenges. Right. And the better you're able to handle them, without getting bogged down that is what will define you know how far you go so this is the biggest thing which i feel i have learned and i have tried to implement and that has changed drastically the way i handle situations outside and the way it has impacting me. So I, I would like to kind of leave that thought in people's minds and see if they can implement this. yes yes thank you so much i think uh, that's quite some wise words out there and very very valuable thank you uh, so Mukul, how can one reach out to you? So they can, um, so they can visit our website. Our website is yogire.com. So if they go to www.yogire.com, you'll see uh, our email ID and our WhatsApp number. So you can always reach out to us uh, using uh, any of these means. And also we are there on social media. But it's best if they can uh, reach out to us either on WhatsApp, the number which is given on the website or by email. So that's something they can always do. And uh, we are there on other platforms as well, on social media, etc. 
so we can always connect yes thank you so much they are interested to know more about our programs etc it's all there on the website actually absolutely so thank you so much i shall surely leave these uh, links in the episode description as well thank you and uh, i mean i had such an amazing conversation with you and it's truly been insightful and very earthy and of course uh, it it brought out the elements for me as well i think pertaining to uh, being a yogi in whatever be the situation that life is throwing and one thing is always certain that we need to look within ourselves and uh, respond accordingly rather than blaming the situations or the people around us thank you again i mean i just enjoyed our conversation and uh, you have inspired me again <laughs> to be an undercover yogi no matter the situation uh and i'm so so honored uh to have you on my show so thank you so much for that amazing talk and insights that you've given us thank you thank you so much uh, as well because uh, uh these questions uh, actually helped me probe more into my life and to look back and see how things have progressed and uh, it's always nice to connect with seekers and doesn't matter what path you're pursuing but if there's an element of seeking within you it's always nice to connect with uh, people who are on the same path or at least who are genuinely seeking so uh, it has been a learning experience for me as well just speaking with you and trying to uh, look at all these things in depth you know trying to see if i can relive the uh, relive these memories and uh, see how things have happened so uh, thanks for taking the time and for coming up with such thoughtful questions which uh, kind of uh, have made me look deep within myself so i uh, really appreciate your time and i also wish you the best in your endeavors because this is something which you are starting as an entrepreneur or a solopreneur and uh, i hope uh, you know you are able to reach out to newer audiences and and uh, this uh, something which you can do well as in whatever you have taken up you know so i wish you the best as well in your journey thank you so much thank you so much again yes thank you <laughs> well that was quite an amazing session like the previous one that i have with makul chatri well let's look into some of the key learnings makul mentions about this beautiful uh, concept of life um, as mentioned by sadguru as well that uh, it is more about starting with being then doing and then having things as a consequence i think this uh, needs to be ingrained uh, in all of us in our lives in uh, whatever that we do and uh, taking life from the essence of this that once you're established within yourself then you can do about whatever that you want to do that could be beneficial to others and of course um having things will be of a consequence uh we also spoke about how important uh, food is in terms of uh, our spiritual growth and uh, it all depends on what kind of food that we have which um, enhances our body um mukul also spoke about is uh, a workshop uh, which they were doing it offline and currently due to the pandemic they also started this online which is called as ahar where uh, uh, there are many aspects to uh, where mukul talks to the participants with respect to what kind of food to eat and how to cook it and uh, all of those aspects 
there's also a series on YouTube which is called as Agni from Yogi Ray, uh, where uh, it's purely about the yogic diet that one can uh, start to follow. Well, there were various programs which Yogi Ray uh, offers, which is uh, Srishti, where it's it's for children and adults, uh, which was happening offline, but due to the current situation, is happening online currently, where uh, the elements about yoga, nature, play, and food um, are comprehensively uh, taught in the sessions. And then there's another program called as uh, Tujas, which is uh, more into how one can enhance oneself uh, with respect to well-being and becoming a better individual in terms of all aspects. And then there is a program or workshop uh, called as Agastya, which is uh, basically started for the underprivileged section. Mukul and his team have been conducting it in various government schools, orphanages, and also uh, schools where, uh, you know, special children are present and, uh, you know, they are imparting yoga to all of these children. And, uh, well, if you want to uh, look into the various programs which uh, Yogi Ray is offering, please visit their website, www.yogiray.com, and, uh, and you can take part in sessions in which you're interested in. And, uh, well, talking about the pandemic, uh, we saw how Mukul as uh, considered uh, the situation as an opportunity and uh, made the best out of the situation. And as he says, every cloud is a silver lining. Uh, so um, they have reached out to a whole lot of people in various geographies. And he mentions that they've gone from local to global uh, with respect to their sessions, workshops, and now they're catering and offering programs to a whole lot of people in various countries. And, uh, well, uh, being a yogi, um, Mukul has, uh, has inculcated yoga in every aspect of his life and also imparting yoga to others. But apart from this, he is inclined towards traveling, especially to the mountains. And he also wants to learn music or the drums. And uh, is one of the desires is if whether, you know, he can travel and as well teach yoga on the go. So, um, well, that was quite an interesting uh, talk with him. Thank you for joining me on this episode. If you liked the episode and felt this had some value, then please comment in the description section and also share the link with your friends. Likewise, you can comment on Instagram or take a screenshot of the episode and post it on Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Shweta C. Krish. Invest in yourself as this is the best insurance you can have no matter what life throws at you.